0: Hello, friends, and welcome to episode one thousand forty-seven of the Juice Box
1: Podcast.
0: Today, I'll be speaking with Rebecca, who has had diabetes type one for forty-two years. She also has celiac, something called necrobiosis. You'll find out about that later. Hashimoto's, Raynaud's and Mast Cell Activation Syndrome. I wish I could pronounce the other thing I'd tell you about it now. Anyway, while you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Don't forget, if you use the offer code JUICEBOX at checkout at CozyEarth.com, you will save 40% off of your entire order. Speaking of great deals, the Diabetes Pro Tip series is completely free and waiting for you at episode 1000, and it runs through episode 1026. What else can I tell you? Are you newly diagnosed? Try the Bold Beginning series. Check it out at juiceboxpodcast.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or wherever you do your socials. This episode of the Juicebox podcast is sponsored by Dexcom, makers of the Dexcom G7, dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. Head over there now, get all the information you need, check out that Dexcom right there and those pretty pictures and all those descriptive words and get started. Just click get started when you get to the website, dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. When you use the links from the podcast, you're supporting the production of the show. And speaking of links, contournext.com forward slash juice box. Learn all about the Contour Next Gen blood glucose meter. It's accuracy, it's second chance test strips, and why it's the meter that we use here. Contournext.com forward slash juice box.
2: Um, My name's Rebecca, and I have had type 1 diabetes for almost 42 years. And I have a bunch of other autoimmune issues as well.
0: Wait, 42 years? How old are you? I'm old. <laughs> well, you're at least 42, but...
2: <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, I'm 52.
0: Ah. So. I'm going to be 52 this summer. Why are you telling me I'm old? Hold on a second. Uh,
2: uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's halfway there, maybe.
0: What were you, nine when you were
2: diagnosed? Um, 11, 11. Like, my birthday's in the fall, so I was like, it was like two days before my 12th birthday I was diagnosed. Wow.
0: Okay, so... That's a long time to have diabetes. Anybody else in the family have diabetes?
2: No one has diabetes. My mom had thyroid disease. My aunt has thyroid disease. My mom's first cousin had type 1 diabetes and lupus. And, yeah, I think there's a lot of, you know, kind of that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, a lot of that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any siblings? I have a sister. Sister. Okay. Does she have any of this stuff?
2: No, she has, well, not really sure. She has cancer though. So oddly, um, yeah, (laughs) she has her own thing. Rebecca, Um, Rebecca, I have to tell you,
0: you're the first person that said my sister has cancer and then giggled afterwards.
2: (laughs) Well, it's it's almost like it's ridiculous. Like I kind of do feel like my health is ridiculous and it's just a lot. It's a lot in my family yeah but yeah my sister has ovarian cancer so she's dealing with that but no i don't think she really has autoimmune stuff i think there was when she was running they had some kind of like theory about the attachment points of her tendons and that there was something autoimmune going on with that but that seems to have died down i haven't heard anything about that recently
0: it's funny isn't it how health can feel like a like a bad zombie movie yes yeah You're like, you kill all the zombies in the living room and they open the door into the dining room. You're like, oh, we did it. And then there's more zombies. And you're like, you got to be kidding me. And then you get all those zombies and then you walk into the kitchen. You're like, well, finally we can end more zombies. It uh, sucks.
2: Exactly, exactly. Well, I think too, like once you have diabetes, you're like, oh my God, this is a lot. This is a lot. And like the supplies and the insulin and the CGMs and the, you know, exercise and monitoring and then and then like when you get something else in addition it's like are you kidding me
0: yeah what else did you what else did you get
2: so celiac and then but that wasn't till my adulthood but i actually think i had celiac in my childhood before type one and i actually think that the celiac not getting found and treated um with a diet change to eliminate gluten, I think that that triggered my immune system to then attack my eyelids. I have memories of like stomach aches since I was really little.
0: Your parents know about your stomach aches?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What did they think? That they just got a defective kid? Or did they do? Dis- yeah. Did they dis-
2: No, they were just like, here, have some aids <laughs>
0: roll aids
2: Yeah, like I, my dad. I have memories of like my dad having like Maylocks on top of his bureau, and I would just like go in there and take Maylocks off the top of his bureau. Did it help? No, I mean it didn't help, but it did sort of like placebo effect help, I guess. I don't know.
0: What part of the country are you from that you just said bureau?
2: Bureau, Um, New England.
0: Uh, I was going to say you're in the Northeast, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Why do people not say bureau where you are? I
0: mean, I'm from so i know that word but i bet you there are a lot of people right now who are like does she mean the dresser
2: the dresser yeah Yeah. so so yeah so so celiac Mm -hmm. and so i think the celiac was first and then the type 1 diabetes because the celiac wasn't diagnosed
0: okay no i I take your point but what else
2: then when i was 15 i got Necrobiosis lipoidica diabeticorum.
0: Let's just slow down there for a second. You know, as one does. Hold on a second, Rebecca, as I turn to the other computer. Um, Say again, necro...
2: Necrobiosis lipoidica. So it's like lipoidica diabeticorum.
0: I got it. Believe it or not.
2: Yeah, it's this like really ugly thing that happens with the skin because of diabetes.
0: Oh, the dark skin thing around like your neck and stuff. No, no, this is, some, this is something different. Hold on a second. Um,
2: it's on my shins. Yeah, it's or if you maybe if you look under NLD and oh, type one diabetes. I'm will. getting
0: there. Hold on a second. Pictures. Yeah. Oh goodness, you have that.
2: Oh yes. <laughs> Holy hell! So that developed on my shins.
0: Sorry, I don't know what to say. It looks like the makeup from a zombie movie. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, my man. shins are really like striking like people do ask me all the time like what did you do to your shins and i'm like i did nothing Hmm. but yeah so that appeared on my shins when i was 15 so that was the next thing
0: do you think i should have like a bell or a song that plays when somebody says something that's never been said before like
2: um yeah yeah there should be a bell (laughs) I don't so know. So you haven't no one's ever said Necrobiosis lipoidica diabeticorum.
0: Nope, nope. This is a first. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm enjoying a first right now. I don't Didn't... even know how to write it down. You're saying NLD will get me there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's but autoimmune?
2: Yeah, that's autoimmune. And it's the um it's the immune system destroying the fat layer of the skin. So yeah, it's it's really like A cosmetic issue, Mm -hmm. mostly, Um, if you slow it down with steroids, then it's just mainly, like, you know, it's a little rough to look at. Is
0: yours discolored? Is yours lumpy? Or has yours ever festered or opened?
2: Um, yes. So, it has. Like, it can get infected. I did, it was, like, infected at one point in high school.
0: Do you love tall boots?
2: I love tall boots. I bet you do. Every fall, I'm like, it's boots weather. (laughs)
0: And I'm just gonna jot down here for the title of the episode. I love Tall Boots. Okay. Tall boots. Yeah, that's a good episode title. This is horrifying, I'm sorry.
2: yeah, no, it's it is. it's horrifying. Yeah. and it's and it doesn't there's no research really into anything that can be done. and it just sort of is what it is. It just sort of stays. but that was like the, you know, the next thing. And I was fifteen, so like when you're fifteen and you're a girl. Yeah, Best no, 15 and that. a boy,
0: 15 and a, 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 I don't know, a giraffe. I think anybody would be upset. Can you shave this? Like, what? how do you shave your legs there?
2: Oh, I don't grow hair there. Like, it's, yeah, it looks like, um, so both shins have it, and it looks like, um, it looks like a burn. Looks like I was burned. Yeah, just your shins? Yeah, weird. it's really weird because there's skin right next to the lesions, and that skin's fine, but, like. Huh. If you go over a little bit, then there's this whole thing happening.
0: Absolutely, the, uh, first time I've ever seen that. It's just is that just a type one?
2: Yeah. You,
0: you said it pairs with type, diabetes.
2: Yeah, it's a type one thing. I don't, and it's it's dermatologic. It's you can treat it with steroids, and they give you like creams to start, but they don't work and they thin the skin. And then um, the only thing that I found stops it is injections. So they would inject um, steroids into the shins themselves Hmm. the lesions around the border of them to kind of keep them contained
0: yeah it says here the cause of i am not pronouncing this good you do it you roll right through it the cause of
2: necrobiosis lipoidica diabeticorum
0: is unknown it is thought it is thought to be linked to blood vessel inflammation related to autoimmune factors the damage uh, this damage is proteins in the skin or collagen people with type one are more likely to get it than those with type two yeah okay well yep. what's next?
2: Okay. So after that. Yeah. So after that, I I guess I had like a little reprieve. And then I got married, had a baby, and then right after my son was born, my thyroid uh was attacked by my immune system. I guess that's Hashimoto's. Mm-hmm. But my TSH was eighty-nine Whoa. and like, <laughs> My what? primary care called me, and she's like, this is the highest TSH I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, they should have rang a bell for you, too.
2: Right. Yeah, I yeah. wanted the bell yeah, yeah. at that point. I was like, thank you.
0: And when I you know. started dating, you just started asking guys, butt, boobs, or leg? Which do you prefer? And then if they said leg, you just <laughs> went home, or how does that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, like, I've I've always, like, been, you know, like, able to find boyfriends and, you know, friends and what yeah. have you, but I do think that I do kind of, I used to sort of preface things like, um, well, just wait till you see my legs.
0: <laughs> I have to be honest with you, Rebecca. Uh, and I think I can speak for men in general here on this. Uh, we're very easy to make happy. No one really cares. They just,
2: right. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. it's a good litmus test in some ways because I, you know, I weeded a few out.
0: Yeah. I bet.
2: Well, let's yeah.
0: See. Um, Okay, I'm so sorry after the after you got your 89 TSH down. What what by the way, how did how did you feel at that point?
2: Well, I was postpartum and oh. I was exhausted and like everyone was like, of course you're exhausted. You um just had a baby and I was like, yeah, but I feel really not good. Like I need sleep. And I also still had celiacs that I had celiac the whole time I was pregnant and, um, it wasn't, wasn't discovered yet. So
0: mm-hmm. I was that on top of it.
2: Yeah. So mm-hmm. amazingly I got through pregnancy somehow and yeah. he got nutrients, you know, he got whatever nutrients he got. He's actually like healthy and fine, which is amazing, but
0: he has no autoimmune stuff. Your, your son.
2: Well, he no, he has eczema, like a little bit of eczema. Mm-hmm. but he's otherwise like completely healthy.
0: Where's his eczema?
2: Well, when he was a baby, he had it like behind his knees and his elbows and his hands. Mm -hmm. Now it's just like occasionally with like the wrong soap. He sort of reacts. May I say keep
0: an eye on his TSH.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Just in case. Uh, God, was there something else or did it stop after the thyroid?
2: Oh no, there's more. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) so um so thyroid and I started medication for the thyroid um and then when my son was like I want to say like one I did talk to my endocrinologist and I was like listen I've had diarrhea for like 30 years can we maybe think about what this is like I was just like I can't leave the house and like I went to grad school in Boston I knew every bathroom in Boston so i but after i had my son it was it was almost like my immune system had sort of taken a break during pregnancy and sort of was like all right we'll let her have a few months of like normal eating and digestion because the baby and then as soon as he was born i was back to like being really sick to my stomach all the time so finally got the celiac diagnosis after after my son was born and started on a gluten-free diet and I had a ton of like joint inflammation with the celiac. So I had like, you know, taken up like knee supports and wrist supports and stopped driving a stick shift, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah
0: that kind of so, thing. You know how, when your knees hurt so bad, you can't drive a stick anymore. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. No,
2: like really, yeah. I just right. was like, I can't do this anymore. My knees. And um,
0: Rebecca, most people right now are listening, thinking what is stick shift? Now let's talk about the Dexcom G7. The Dexcom G7 is a small and wearable continuous glucose monitoring system. It sends real-time glucose readings to your Dexcom G7 app or the Dexcom receiver. Use my link, dexcom.com forward slash to learn more and get started today. You will be able to effortlessly see your glucose levels and where they're headed. This way, you'll be able to make better decisions about food, insulin, and activity. Once you're able to see the impact that those variables have on blood sugar, you'll begin to make more purposeful decisions and have better outcomes. My daughter has been wearing a Dexcom product for so many years, I don't even remember when she started. But today she wears the Dexcom G7, and it is small and easy, and oh my goodness, are you going to love it. Dexcom.com forward slash You can head there now and click on the button that will get you your free benefits check or just hit that other button that says get started. When you use my links, you're supporting the production of the podcast. Dexcom.com forward slash Juicebox. As you heard earlier, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by the Contour Next Gen blood glucose meter. But when you get a Contour meter, what you're really getting is their test strips. Contour Next test strips feature remarkable accuracy as part of the Contour Next Blood Glucose Monitoring System. They're the number one branded over-the-counter test strips. And they, of course, have second-chance sampling. Second-chance sampling can help you to avoid wasted strips. ContourNext.com forward slash juice box. Near the top of the page, you'll see a Buy Now button. It's bright yellow. When you click on that, you'll get eight options of places online to buy Contour Meters and Test Strips. Walmart.com, Amazon, Walgreens, CVS Pharmacy, Meyer, Kroger, Target, Rite Aid. These are all links you'll find at my link. Linkity link. Links, but a link, blink, blink, link. I'm just kidding. Head over there now, won't you, please? Listen, the contour meters are incredibly accurate. They are simple to use. They are easy to hold, easy to read, and they have a bright light for nighttime testing. Part of me wants to say that the second chance sampling is the biggest deal, but honestly, it's the accuracy. These meters are accurate. And I know a lot of people like to think, well, I have a CGM. I don't need a meter. You do. You need a meter. You need to be accurate. You deserve it to be accurate. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. Take a look at the Contour Next Gen and the other meters available from Contour. When you use my links, you're supporting the production of the show and helping to keep it free and plentiful. (laughs) Seriously, they have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, their cars um, are going to drive themselves. And you're like, you remember manual transmissions, right? And they're like, what? (laughs) Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, At one point, when Arden was getting her license, she's like, she chose this, like, she's like, I want to get this car. And she picked some car from a TV show. It's like an old car from the 60s. I was like, you are not going to enjoy driving car with drum brakes and she's like with what i was like yeah drum brakes and yeah, yeah. And no power steering and the heat's not going to work very well it's definitely not going to have air conditioning and she's like mm-hmm. what, what the hell and i was like yeah cars didn't used to be this great
2: right yeah. yeah
0: so anyway okay so wait go back for a second i've had diarrhea for 30 years
2: yeah so i really um i really just sort of like thought i had a nervous disposition or I thought I had sort of a a nervous kind of stomach mm-hmm. and I I don't know why I didn't I think because it had always been I didn't I didn't really know that you could actually like have the urge to use the bathroom and wait like i've always been like oh shit, i have to i gotta get i gotta get somewhere
0: always very impressed by people who are like i have to go to the bathroom and you're like oh we'll get you to a bathroom right now they're like no nah, it's fine we can go when i get home
2: <laughs> you, right you like those, what is that
0: thought those people were superheroes
2: yeah they are i mean like that's that is like super didn't, a dumb, didn't superpower.
0: understand people who walked in the bathroom and came out eight minutes later washing their hands <laughs> you're like wait <laughs> what happened how did it, wait? the poop came out it all came out <laughs> in eight minutes, and you washed your ha- in eight minutes, <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> like you didn't exactly. Yeah, you're in there just going like, dear, dear God, just please let this end. And uh, and that's happening to them. That's terrible. That's such a long time.
2: Yeah, it's such a long time. I mean, yeah.
0: So what did you when you said this to the doctor? What did they say?
2: He well, I I think I had been reporting off and on that I was you know having diarrhea and poor digestion and what I felt like was chronic stomach aches. And I think like this was, I was 30. This was like in the two thousands. So it was like, yeah, early two thousands. And he was like, have we ever tested you for celiac? And I was like, no. And I just had like a feeling right then that this was going to be a thing.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then um, he was like, well, try avoiding gluten for a few days. He's like, look it up. You know, there's lots of information out there. Look it up, and then try avoiding gluten for a few days. And we'll, and if you feel better, um, it's probably that. But then we'll we'll get a um, we'll look at your antibodies, and then if your antibodies are positive, we'll do a biopsy of your duodenum. So I was like, okay, great.
0: That sounds like fun. Thanks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That sounds really. So how
0: did they diagnose you then?
2: So uh, my antibodies came back high, 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 and then um, he said, "Well, let's do the." endoscopic biopsy and just make sure you know and see what kind of condition your um villi are in mm-hmm. so we did that and right after the endoscopy the doctor came out and was like oh you have celiac <laughs> you definitely have celiac they gave me pictures of my you know pictures of all the things yeah. and there was a hundred percent atrophy of my small intestine oh my god of the villi yeah so that was it was almost like I I felt vindicated in some ways like oh I knew something was wrong. I always knew something was wrong. Like we weren't catching something. And um so so yeah, so got that figured out. Hmm.
0: Jeez. And now you just eat gluten-free. That's how you manage that.
2: Yes, but um so like and this is this is sort of one of my the things that I think people don't know or don't understand is that type one and celiac together is like its own little slice of hell because it's, it's just a bad combination. So I think my diabetes control has always been really hard because of the digestion issues. Like I just haven't had normal digestion and now that I'm gluten-free, I think it's, it's better. I also, so once you, this is the thing is like, once you go gluten-free, your ability to tolerate gluten goes down. So like where I used to have diarrhea and stomach aches, now if I get even a little gluten, I'm vomiting. It's terrible. It's like horrendous. And I think that that's that's kind of the thing that people don't understand when when you say to a waiter or you say to someone who's invited you for dinner, it's like, well, it's this whole environment that you really have to be aware of to cook in in order to not get me sick. So, yeah, so I think the celiac has just been rough. And and food labeling is terrible with, with being gluten-free. So, like, there's a million foods out there that are gluten-free but aren't labeled gluten-free. Hmm. So you end up reading a lot of ingredient lists and things like that. So I spend a lot of time trying – squinting.
0: <laughs> they don't tell you that when you get older. You're not right. going to be able to read anything.
2: I know. Well, like my – my close up vision got bad right when I really like. Now I really have to read ingredients. It's like I can't, I mean, you know, I have to pull out the, the cheaters.
0: Kelly and I were at the, uh, the store the other day uh, picking out frames for both of us for the glasses we need to read and her to see in general. I just saw us in a mirror and I was like, oh my God, we're old.
1: Like, yep. Yeah. I was like, yeah,
0: that happened. So, like, well, we're both shop. I've never. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that was a new experience for me. The two of us out like, hey, she's like, I'm going to get my contacts and get new frames. And I'm like, OK, well, I think I have to get my eyes checked because I I'm at the point now where I put my glasses on to use something up close. And I'm like, do these not work right? So these aren't right anymore. And I need to get a new prescription. And yeah, yeah. Sucks. OK, so that's got to be it, though, right? You don't have anything else or or did you get a Raynods or something like that?
2: Yeah. So then, rainodes. Re-no- Whoa! Oh my God!
0: Hold on! Stop a second! You didn't put that in your notes. I just guessed.
2: Holy no. Yeah. No. Yeah. So definitely added that. <laughs> oh my God! Hold on!
0: I've become a um, soothsayer. Yeah. Uh, so re-
2: go ahead. Um. And Nodes is okay. I mean, it's not a big deal. Like, uh, whatever. I mean, compared to everything else, rainodes is like nothing. Like, keep your hands warm. Keep your feet warm. Um. And I'm a skier, so I put. The toe warmers in my boots, and I, you know, but three notes is no big deal.
0: Well, only a, you know, you have to have the perspective of having diarrhea for thirty years, uh <laughs> to, and then you just go, doesn't matter. Don't even care what color my fingers turn. Yeah. What do you think about whatever? It? Yeah, yeah,
2: that's easy. So yeah, so there's that, and then and then I got. I don't know when this happened, but like I have dry eyes, dry mouth. Like I think it's Sjogren's, but when I get tested for Sjogren's, I, I come up negative. They just call it Sika syndrome. And I don't know what that stands for, but it's, it's like dry mucosal membranes. And it's, it's, it's hard because it's while I sleep, I have to wake up and put drops in my eyes. So it's, it's, it kind of affects my sleep quality and. Um, like if I'm exercising and breathing hard, I have to have water with me (laughs) Mm -hmm. because it's just really hard to keep my throat from being dry.
1: Hmm.
2: So that, that is a strange thing, but I I think a lot of people with autoimmune conditions have that sort of dry eyes, dry mouth kind of thing going on. Okay. So there's that. And then, um, and then more recently I developed some kind of like histamine intolerance or mast cell activation syndrome, but I that's its whole other thing. And that's how's that? uh, (laughs) It's, um, so it's, it's another like bunch of foods that cause my, my mast cells to, I think, degranulate. And then you have sort of like this, I was getting these, um, 3am, 4am attacks of like vomiting Vomiting, diarrhea, sweating, flushing, um, passing out kind of thing.
0: And do you have any idea what brings it on?
2: Yeah. So histamines. um, So food with histamine. So I I have figured out that like red wine is out. um, Tomatoes are out. Tomato sauce. And then like anything preserved. So anything that has been sitting out or has been preserved in Anything pickled, anything like anything that's in a can or in a jar on the shelf have <laughs> you? is 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 full of histamine. And so like I can do fish, but I have to know that the fish died like yesterday or today, or I, I really can't do it. So to avoid these like histamine things, I I've changed um, my diet even more to accommodate that
0: are you taking some sort of a i don't know like antihistamines an, yeah, yeah. Every, every day
2: yeah there's a bunch of mast cell stabilizers and and antihistamines that that help to treat it and since i've started the treatment for it i don't have those attacks anymore thank god
0: hmm. any injectables that help
2: any injectables
0: yeah no no nothing about no. that okay okay no. so yeah Generally speaking, how, what's your, I'm, I'm just going to ask you a left turn question. What's your outlook on life?
2: I'm really like, I try to stay positive mm-hmm. and I try to hope that that like, I'm done. I've got my stuff.
0: I mean, you're up to seven, <laughs> like, right? So
2: yeah, we're not accepting new diagnoses here. I mean, we're good, <laughs> but I think that my outlook is, is life is hard. Like life getting through a day is hard. Like eating anywhere is difficult. So I, I feel like there's changes that could happen that would make my life and people with type one and celiacs lives better. But the, but the world doesn't realize like, A, how serious it is when we get gluten and how sick we get. And then B, how hard it is to know that your food is safe.
0: Gluten. Is that your, like of all the things you've listed, is that your biggest concern?
2: That. Well, it's not my biggest concern. I mean, I think type one diabetes is, is sort of the most serious because it affects every, you know, every organ system and it's lifelong. And, you know, you're, you're doing so much to stay alive with insulin and CGMs and all this. And I think that it's, it's gotten so much easier with the CGM than it ever was. And so for me, I feel like it's, it's, it's something that you can fit the pieces together. Like you, it's a puzzle and you've got to like, be aware of all the pieces, but it's something you can figure out or, or you don't figure out and you just correct and move on. But I think that, yeah, I think it's something that with education, anybody can figure out. It just takes, it takes experience. It takes reading and listening and yeah.
0: Yeah. How much impact, like, do you work outside of your home?
2: Yeah. So I am a therapist. (laughs) I work, um, I'm attached to a primary care practice in the city that I live next to. And I have a small private group practice.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I do that one day a week. And then I, I'm attached to this primary care practice. It's family medicine and internal medicine, and I'm the behavioral health provider for them. So I do, I do that during the day.
0: But you're in an office during the day.
2: So on Thursdays I go in in person, and the rest of the time I see people on telehealth.
0: How does that work? Yeah, for them,
1: do you think it
2: works? So during the pandemic, um, behavioral health became sort of more modern, where we were like, "Hey, we can do our job on the computer." So I think that you know the choice has really been over the last few years to sit in an office with your the therapist is masked and the patient is masked and in the therapy world, I don't think that's ideal. So, um, so most of us have been doing telehealth visits. So the patient, you know, we use, um, a HIPAA compliant video link and the patient logs in and, and then it's like, we're sitting in the room together. And I mean, I do some things to try and make the time together as if we were sitting in the office together, but Mm -hmm. it's a little, it's a little weird, but I've gotten really used to to helping people to make the best of the time and, and make it as private as they can on their end. And yeah.
0: yeah That weirdness is, do you think that's more on you or them? Like it's not something you're accustomed to because you've been doing it for a long time. Not that way, but do you think new people to it think anything of it even?
2: I don't think patients give it much thought, but I think it's because like having been in the field and worked in the field. So like, if someone is sort of like, like I've had like a guy sort of like sitting in bed topless with his tattoos, and you know he starts rolling a joint, and I, you know that that it's all new. <laughs> it's like the wild west of therapy. Do where I go, like,
0: uh, hey, put a
2: shirt uh, on. Yeah, I was like, well, are you rolling a joint right now? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, uh, well, we don't really encourage people to use um, cannabis during sessions. It's not really. A good idea
0: did he put it I really down you.
2: he was like really you care if i smoke this and I'm like, yeah yeah he did he was like okay i'll wait till later but um so you get you do get like an inside view of like what your what your patients or your clients are right. up to at home and you meet their pets and guinea pigs and rabbits
0: and, is that kind of helpful for you
2: yeah i mean i love that i love that piece of it hmm. like i've seen everybody's pets you know
0: yeah I I don't know. I don't know. I just, it it seems to me that like the knowledge that somebody would like while they know you're looking at them, like say like, I'm not going to like forget even the joint, like just I'm, I'm not even giving this my full attention. I'm actually doing other things during this. That, 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 that part's interesting.
2: Right, right. Well, I think that there's a lot of that when people start. So I try to kind of set the set the pace as like, this is your time for you. So if you're holding your phone and washing your bathroom mirror while we're talking, that's, that's you really not giving yourself the space and the time to sit and talk. Mm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. That's
0: a, that's something. Mm. If this wasn't your job, if you, I don't know, had like some nine to five grind, like where you went to a thing, like how much do you think would this get in your way? All these
2: things. So I don't, well, I I think that no, but I do think that I do have to bring my food everywhere. Um my own food. I can't count on, you know, the food truck outside understanding mm-hmm. <laughs> my needs. So, yeah, it would I I mean, I've I've had jobs where I went to the office every day and I did it. But yeah, it takes a lot of planning in terms of food and that kind of thing and I feel like I feel like there's like the work bag and then there's like the medical supply bag and mm-hmm. then there's like all these rescue medications if I were to get some gluten or I were to get um, some histamine reactions I have like a separate kind of bag for all that stuff
0: is the is the question where is Rebecca most commonly followed up with in the bathroom <laughs> back, no back in the day.
2: No. no, no, I don't know. I mean, I think that if anything, my family would say that I would always had a stomach ache. Like I was always lying on the couch or on the floor.
0: Mm-hmm. Just trying to let it pass. Where does that stomach ache happen on your stomach? Is it in the lower part, upper?
2: Um, It's like upper. I mean, it's, well, it's intestinal, but it's also like your your stomach itself. And like, I think the small intestine, I don't really know, but just the whole thing feels
0: Okay. You know just everywhere. But yeah. But yeah. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Why did you want to come on the podcast?
2: I feel like there's a need for the the world to take the celiac really seriously. And the world is getting it wrong. Like if you go to a restaurant, they ask you, you know, if you say, Listen, I've I have celiac and I'm gluten-free and I'd like to order fish and steamed broccoli, and they'll say, allergy or lifestyle? (laughs) It's like (laughs) No, (laughs) no, it's autoimmune, but I just say allergy, you know, like it's, it's serious. It's an allergy, but it's not an allergy. It's autoimmune. It's, um, it's this whole, you know, so
0: the lifestyle question is the inference there is like, so it's not going to hurt you. You're just trying to avoid it.
2: Right. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I get, they're trying to figure out like how serious, how seriously do we need to take this? But,
0: but then that infers there's levels of how how well they handle it.
2: Right. Yeah. And um, I think over time, what I've learned is like, I really just go to like two or three restaurants and I don't go to the other ones because I just,
0: you don't trust I just it.
2: don't trust. Yeah. And I've gotten sick so many times from a meal. And like, there's no, there's no meal that's worth getting sick, you know?
0: Describe that for me. Like you go to a restaurant, they give you gluten, you make it out of the restaurant or not even?
2: Yeah, so unfortunately you make it out of the restaurant because like if we got sick right then, they'd probably take it a lot more seriously. But it actually takes
0: <laughs> Jesus, You ought to come back and shit on the floor. <laughs> Be like, no, there I, was gluten in the f- God.
2: I know, I know. Well, they, they are like, How are you feeling? Are you okay? And I'm like, Yes, I won't know for hours. Yeah. So I think I had written you when I had just survived like this horrendous night going out for Mexican food and doing my whole spiel with like i am gluten-free i will order what i am not picky i just don't want to die like <laughs> i am not picky i just want gluten-free and they were like well we recommend these tacos and i was like that sounds great i bit them my husband was like oh i don't know i, I don't know they look they look like gluten they look gluteny." <laughs> Yeah. They look gluten-y. They look like, and then I bit it and I was like, oh my God, this is so chewy. And I was like, this is really good if it's gluten-free. And he's like, I don't think it's gluten-free. And I was like, I, I went and got the bartender. I was like, listen, are you sure this is gluten-free? He goes, I'm going to go check with the kitchen again. So he came back and he goes, yes, gluten-free. I was like, okay. And I mean, I had done my whole spiel i had said to him i have celiac i had said to him it's really serious i had said to him i really need gluten-free and if you can't do it just tell me and i'll order nothing i will have a glass of wine and just sit here and enjoy my night but he was like no we can help you we can do gluten-free and then it turned out it was totally not they were both they they were like soft wheat tortillas
0: (laughs) they didn't even understand what gluten was
2: no i don't think so and
0: they probably thought it was fat-free or I mean, you you have it all. I've listen. I've had that experience a half a dozen times in my life. Where I'm like, listen, my daughter has diabetes. She can't, or she needs, or whatever. And they go, oh yeah, 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 yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. They don't know what they're talking about. No one right. knows what they're talking about. Like so, right. like the people who know know, and everyone else has no reason to know. And therefore, I don't know. Like now they have a name tag on, so all of a sudden, Rebecca, you're trusting them. You know, three, yeah. three hours from now, you're going to bump into this this person at the grocery store, and you'll be like, "Why was I listening to him?" <laughs>
2: right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. So, like, if there isn't like you don't know how educated people are, whether they know how to read ingredients, and like, do they know that barley has gluten in it?
0: I'm going to go no. So it's yeah.
2: So it's it's hellish. Like you can't you can't trust you can't trust restaurants. I mean, I would love to say you could trust a restaurant you can't. And so I go to like two or three different restaurants where I know they know Mm gluten-free and they have like a number of safeguards in place, including a manager always bringing the food uh, to the person who's gluten-free and they say, this is gluten-free. So it's like that, you know, like I always want to hear whoever delivers my food here. It is and its gluten-free, even though I've already said, Hey, I need gluten-free. Um, when they bring out the food, I still want them to, to kind of like, be like, Hey, this is the gluten-free thing <laughs> Yeah. and it has a little allergy flag in it you know that kind of thing oh a so, flag
0: that's nice like a bell but but more yeah physical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: there's like the flag like you're special and they and a lot of restaurants will do like a different shaped plate for the gluten-free or the allergy it's a good idea food yeah so that you know just another safeguard but but i just feel like overall like our society and our systems in place with going out to eat and also like hospitals and colleges, they don't, they don't get gluten free, right? They don't. So there's kids in college with, with celiac and getting really sick because the staff in the kitchen don't understand. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of ignorance in hospital food prep. Like I, I've worked in hospitals. Like I, I used to work in the emergency room um, in the hospital downtown in the city I live next to. And there was a patient there <laughs> with type one diabetes and celiac. And he had like this um, rash all over him, which was the the rash that goes with um, with celiac when you just don't follow the diet and you're eating gluten. Mm-hmm. So he presented with that and he had a family member with him and he had been in the ER for several hours. And one of the things I would do is, the behavioral health person is i would ask somebody like have you had a, a meal recently are you hungry like before we start chatting you know would you like a right. sandwich or something yeah and i could see that he was he was um type one and celiac and of course you know i was like hey just by the way <laughs> i have I all people. those
0: things yeah. yes i have extra well, like, stuff do you need one yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, but I always, like, if I ever meet somebody with both, I'm like, I love you. Did we just become best friends? Mm -hmm. Because this is so rare and it's, you know, it's like its own thing. But, but even, so this guy in the emergency room, I was, so I got him a tray and I was, I was looking at the tray and it was mashed potatoes. It was some kind of meat. And then the mashed potatoes had gravy on them. So he was about to start eating. And I was like, can I just make a phone call about that gravy? So I called the kitchen and they were like, Oh my God.
0: Yeah. Gravy is made out of flour. The
2: gravy. Yeah. 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 So, um, so I was like, don't eat that. That rash isn't going to get any better if you eat that gravy. No. So we, you know, swapped out the tray and no gravy, but, Mm -hmm. but that shouldn't happen. And if that were me, if I were the patient, I would be vomiting in two hours and I would need Zofran and IV fluids. And if my blood sugar were to go low while I'm vomiting, then Then it's life threatening, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. No, of course. It says here celiac disease is a serious genetic autoimmune issue. All right, we know blah, blah, blah. Damages the, but one in 133 Americans, or about 1% of the population, has celiac disease.
2: Yeah, except I think it's more.
0: I wonder how many people don't eat gluten and don't realize they don't eat
2: it. Yeah. I I have friends that sort of like were like, I think I'm going to give up gluten because I don't feel well when I eat wheat. And then they, they they too develop like sort of an intolerance, you know.
0: After if you don't have it for a while.
2: Right, like you. after you don't have it for a while. I think the gut is like, "Oh, thank god."
0: Interesting. Very. Interesting. Yeah. Uh is there has there any not that there would be, but is there anything that I'm just I'm just trying to get you to a no, but is there anything that you can take that helps with it?
2: So not digestive enzymes, those don't work. Um there really isn't. So Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I just didn't. Want, I didn't. Game.
0: I didn't want people to have the idea that it was like, oh, I could just take something when I'm eating it.
1: And like, yeah,
2: you know, no, yeah. there's nothing. So, like, with lactate or lactose right. intolerance, you know, they have those pills. No, with um with celiac, there is nothing that's going to help except getting it out. And so, like, if you accidentally ingest it and you know you've just ingested it, it's just a waiting game until you explode one direction or the other or both. And then after that, you're, you're good to go. I mean, you're not good to go. You're, you feel like you feel like, shit, but you um, have to get it out. And then once it's out, you can, you know, start recovering again.
0: Plus, so beyond stomach pain, is there other stuff like muscle joint soreness, uh, tiredness? Is there anything else that comes with it?
2: With celiac? I, well, I mean, my joints got gradually better. It wasn't, it wasn't immediate and it wasn't, it wasn't actually that dramatic. But when I think back to like how bad my joints were and now how they are now, they're a thousand times better, you know, like Mm -hmm. my knees don't hurt except if I'm hiking or, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. old though. So, well, it says here,
0: it says here, uh, if you have celiac disease or gluten sensitivity, changing your diet may help ease, ease arthritis.
2: Yeah, I do believe that. I mean, I think, I think overall, like, Wheat in our country has changed because of the way that the fields and the crops have been treated with, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it wrong, but glyphosate. So I think that, um, you know, the roundup that is used on fields to kill weeds and insecticides and so forth have changed, changed wheat and wheat itself is, has been changed, um, over time. So I think there's a lot to that as well.
0: What's left to eat.
2: What's left to eat. Um, steak (laughs) eggs Eggs. i don't so i don't do red meat really but i was thinking of adding it back i was telling my husband maybe i'll add red meat back
0: go crazy rebecca have a steak right yeah yeah, yeah. i
2: think i might um but i do chicken i do rice and we have chickens actually so we um have eggs from our chickens so we eat a lot of eggs and i do dairy so i love dairy i eat a lot of yogurt and um cheese and Thanks. Yeah. Let me just
0: um, shift gears here. Yeah. What goes into keeping your own chickens?
2: It's really fun, actually. We did this during the pandemic. So, I mean, you know, like during the pandemic, it was like, the world is very weird. Let's do something <laughs> to distract ourselves. So we, my son wanted to get chickens and I was like, yeah, let's do it. So we got some little hatchlings. And um, so they have a little coop and a little chicken run and yeah they just sort of bop around and they're cold hardy, so they do fine in the winter and and they lay eggs every day pretty much
0: is that Um, where that movie title came from chicken run
2: oh yeah chicken run i had
0: no idea i thought it's because they escaped
2: yeah that's their little like space to like hang out during the day the run is less secure usually for most people they have like the the place where the chickens can kind of hang out during the day. But at night, they're supposed to go to bed and go up to their coop.
0: I'm just trying to say, Rebecca, that chicken run was a double entendre, and I didn't realize it.
2: Yeah. It Mm -hmm. meant two different things.
0: Okay. uh, What about what I hear about rats and mice coming to where the chickens live? Is that a problem?
2: I suppose it could be. Um, I mean, you have to kind of keep up with, like, shoveling the coop and having a way to – you know, you need places to put things.
0: Where does the poop go after you clean it up?
2: We have a pile.
0: (laughs) You have a shit pile?
2: Yeah, we have like a place for it. And then, um, yeah. And then over time it, it, it mellows out and then we use it for fertilizer. So we mix like leaves and, you know, other kinds of organic matter.
0: How often do you call someone in the house a chicken shit? That's got to be oh, a phrase you use. Um,
2: no. 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 Yeah, no. That would be mean to chickens.
0: <laughs> that would be mean to chickens. I think it just means like a baby, right? Like chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm just saying like that has to be in your head. You're always looking at it.
2: You know, it's it's really not. All right. I don't that's know. fine.
0: That's fine. How uh, Are the eggs more tasty?
2: They're different. I think they're a little different. Like they seem a little bit like creamier, I guess. Okay. I would say. And the yolks are brighter. But we have different kinds of chickens, so we don't have all the same breeds. So it's kind of cool because some of the eggs are speckled and some are more like white and some mm-hmm. are brown and some are a l- little bit bigger and some are a little bit smaller.
0: Are they a daily effort?
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, for some, especially during the winters, um, chickens lay less in the winter.
0: But I mean, you have to interact with them, clean water, feed, stuff like that every day.
2: Yeah, but we have like, um, I mean, there's people that, have like automatic water and feed dispensers and then they actually like automate the door at night so once the chickens go up to their little coop area and go to bed like they sit on a little bar they just press a button and then the coop door shuts so they can
0: fancy do that
2: yeah like you know like nest but for
0: what's your all-in on these chickens financially
2: Oh God, I don't know. Thousands? Like thousands. Yeah, yeah. yeah because of the feed, like we do organic feed, we supplement it with omega 3 flaxseed. We do um oyster shell. We you know.
0: Are the chickens we love our glu- chickens? Are the chickens gluten free? They are no they're not. Are they so aren't.
2: they're not? And the weird thing is like <laughs> I was putting um straw down because it was snowing and I was just like, Oh, we should put some straw down for their you know, so their feet don't get cold.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I was looking at it and I was like, oh, this is, this is wheat. <laughs> so I, you know, put a mask on and then I was, I went and got my son. I was like, you should do this. I'm not uh, doing it.
0: Oh, look at you just trying to get a shovel on that chicken. Sh- right. Yeah, I was like, no. Yeah, you know, mommy can't do this one. Sorry. So I'm going to put, let's say, um, I don't know, I'm looking at a chicken run, the chickens, I'm going to say four grand just for fun. Okay. And then what's, Oh, a, absolutely. What's a dozen eggs cost? At this point, five bucks, six.
2: Well, I'm not buying them. So I, I hear they're really expensive, but I think yeah, like five, All maybe. Right, let's make it five.
0: So after you get eight hundred dozen eggs out of these chickens, you're going to break even. Yeah. <laughs> How long do you think that's going to take? How many probably do you get from them years. a week? How many do you get from them a week?
2: Oh, uh, it it really varies, but we probably are getting right now like five or six every day. Okay, all right. But when they age, they they lay less, fewer.
0: Thank you for saying fewer. Hold on a second. Teaching people right. So so you're going to get a couple thousand eggs a year out of them. Are you the people in the neighborhood who are like, hey, we have eggs if you need eggs?
2: Yeah, we drop them off, actually, to people's houses. Uh Like when we have extra, we drop them off.
0: Like the Easter Bunny.
2: Yeah, we like to just, you know, surprise people. Have some eggs. Uh, you're like peter cottontail yeah you don't
0: break into their houses though rebecca you knock on the door
2: well we just sort of like leave them on the front steps usually
0: nice really- and then
2: they bring the cartons back and sometimes they throw money in the cartons so it's really cute or they put like a gift card in the cartons. so it's really cute that's lovely
0: you're gonna pay I know you are gonna pay for these chickens in a decade no problem
2: you know what though i love them i love these chickens like they're pets
0: my dog hasn't paid me back one red cent don't you worry nothing right i have
2: a dog too and she just like snores and she's yeah
0: if those dogs laid an egg once in a while that'd be all right with me (laughs) you know what i mean anything really
2: i don't know picked up after themselves dog egg
0: learn how to vacuum anything would really be right
2: right yes they should learn how to vacuum
0: this idea of Raising your own chickens. Here's why I'm so interested. You're the yeah. third person in a week who's brought this up.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Because it's it's really pretty easy. And then you have like your own food source.
0: Mm. You should get chickens that lay like steaks. That'd be amazing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I don't know if you know this, but people actually kill their chickens and eat them. But I don't. But like some people do.
0: Well, doesn't that defeat the purpose of getting the eggs from them? yes yeah so you should you should just walk out there and tell them like look you keep making these eggs and everything stays good between you and me and (laughs) um what about (laughs) what about is there an age where they can't produce eggs you said as they get older they slow down
2: yeah so they do reach an egg an egg ending
0: is that when you rotisserie them
2: no i would never i just think like i would free range them and a hawk would come along and that would be that You'd prefer if a hawk
0: ate your chicken than if you ate your chicken.
2: Well, I don't want to eat my chicken. I love my chickens. I just think... You know, I don't know. I probably just keep feeding them and buying them things and the you way, know, waiting for free range, for them to
0: free range sounds out. like abandonment in case you're wondering what I heard. I heard like, we'll just leave the door open and whistle a <laughs> happy tune until it's <laughs> it gone. Is sort of like that When yeah. you're
1: just like, uh, Go ahead. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye.
2: Go yeah, garden. go live um, your life.
0: Um wait, so wait a minute. How um what age do they slow down? You know, I'm you haven't sure. I should I know,
2: know, but I don't know. I think probably around like four or five. I'm Guessing, I think I think that's what I read, but
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I think they do slow down, and then I think most most egg people just love their chickens and keep them around, you know, yeah, and no. hope for like a peaceful natural death, you know. Do you
0: have like a heart attack, maybe Scott, or something right? Like that. Yeah, or yeah, they yeah. die in their yeah. sleep. Yeah, right, but I just what a car accident, maybe. Um, so uh, wait, wait, what was I going to say? How much property do you have?
2: I think we have like. I think it's like 0.8. It's only almost an acre. Uh,
0: Almost an acre. Okay. So it's not like a crazy amount of property or anything
1: like
2: that. No, but we have like a wooded portion of our yard. So the coop is like in the woods. So it's like sheltered a little bit, actually not sheltered. Like a tree fell on our coop. We had to rebuild it.
0: (laughs) I I was looking at the list of autoimmune diseases you have. And you said a tree fell on the coop. And I thought, of course it did.
2: Of course it did. I'm not lucky. (laughs) I know this is the thing. Like,
0: yeah. No. I don't.
2: I don't have good luck. But <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> with other
0: things you do, just maybe not with these things. Um, all right. Okay. Uh, Does yeah. ever make you think of getting other animals? Have Have you ever like sat around and said like we should get just one cow?
2: Yes. Well, not cows. Um. No, I don't goats? want cows. But um, but little pygmy goats. I definitely would like some goats. I think goats are like a natural like next step from chickens.
0: Is your property completely fenced in? No. How, where actually.
2: Property? We're not even I don't even think we're zoned to have chickens. Shh, don't tell. So, anyone.
0: I won't tell if you don't tell.
2: I thought we were. Like, and it was it was the pandemic. I mean, I feel like a few things can kind of just happen because
0: Isn't it amazing you know. how many things we say that come from chickens, like like chicken shit or uh pecking order, cock of yep. the walk, stuff like that. Like there's all this like colloquial yeah. phrasing that comes from like raising animals
2: birds of a feather flock together and they totally do so like they hang out by species like mm-hmm. even if they were born in different years they'll hang out by species so like yeah yeah they're a little bit like not intermixed <laughs> i don't know whatever that word is they don't they don't they like to hang out with their people like oh you are a, you have red feathers i have red feathers birds of a out.
0: feather flock together
2: exactly they're mm-hmm. they're like that
0: I'm just saying,
2: a yeah.
0: A lot of lot of things here,
2: right? <laughs> Rebecca, is there anything we
0: haven't talked about that we should have?
2: Well, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of things that could get talked about, but, um, for instance, go ahead. Well, food labeling, like.
0: <laughs> oh, you're pissed about the gluten thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I hear you. But, <laughs> but so, I so thought- here, here's the bigger problem. May I, for a second? Yeah. You can't make people care about something they don't care about. You can't make a company care about something that they'll say, well, we're not in that business. And, right. you know, like, and if you make me do this, then I'll go out of business. Or I can't, I, it, you know, go ahead and show me the three people you want me to fire so that I can do the testing. That's, you know what I mean? Like, it's everyone's going to have some sort of a a reason why they don't want to or can't or have not even thought of doing it. And, yeah. Yeah, and and so when you're one in every 133 people, maybe, how do you, you know, I mean, it would seem to me that the only way to make this happen would be through, like, government. And I don't know how the hell you do that. Because, like, otherwise, you're just, you're, you're saying out loud, it would be nice if people would pay attention to what I need. And yeah. I, I don't know how you get anybody to do that.
2: I guess it's more like if it's not a big lift to say like your cream cheese is gluten-free because it it is like it naturally is like why not just put it's gluten-free may, like I may I feel say, like it's
0: because if you not say a big it, lift. because if you say it then it has to be
2: right. and I think food companies don't want to be accountable and right it's like
0: so I was gonna say it's accountability then if then if one, God knows, I have no idea how cream cheese is made. But if something falls into the cream cheese and now suddenly it's not gluten free, and you shit yourself to death or whatever ends up happening, like something really terrible, vomiting, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and something really bad happens to you, and then you go, "Oh, I found out later there was cream, you know, gluten in my cream cheese." Now, you, you know, now they're open to liability. That's why. That's why they won't say it. They don't want to be liable for
2: it. I know, yeah. but I feel like they do need to kind of represent what, what is in the package. Like if I, I bought a hundred percent cacao the other day, like cocoa powder mm-hmm. and it said it was a hundred percent cacao. <laughs> it said ingredients, cocoa.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and that was it. But then it had a disclaimer saying it may contain all this other stuff, yeah. but the the title of it was a hundred percent cacao. Yeah, so see. is it a hundred percent or isn't it? I guess it's not a hundred percent. Because it could contain all these other things that they're listing, like nuts and wheat and soy. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. So what is it? I don't know, but you don't want to get your nuts in the chocolate because then no. yeah, you got to, then all the people with the nut allergy have a problem, right? So you have right. so so one hundred percent cocoa is a marketing thing.
2: Yeah, and the label, but it's not true.
0: Well, it is as long as nothing else got into it. <laughs> <laughs> but they're saying, but we don't know what may or may not have gotten. We tried really hard, but there might be this and that.
2: But then they might as well just be like, well, it might have staples. I mean, we do use a stapler.
0: Sure. <laughs> well, don't you think that happens?
2: <laughs> it must, right? Yeah. Of course.
0: 100%. I don't
2: know. Well, there's a legal know.
0: number of rat hairs that are allowed in food. Right. Yeah. Yeah, And you're worried about something else like this. You know, it's just that's I think that's my point is that there's no way to say for sure. And so most places aren't willing to say it. And the places that are willing to say it are in that business. And then they charge you double for the food. Yeah. So if you want the cocoa to be 25 bucks, I guess it could be gluten free. But 132 of over 133 people don't give a crap about that. And that's why it isn't. I mean, that's to me not to be harsh, but like that's. The problem right
2: yeah i think it is a problem i mean i guess i just think it it, food labeling has to be better if they if they're listing ingredients they (laughs) should they should know what their ingredients are yeah but i guess it's a lot to ask
0: no i i mean listen i don't disagree with you at all i'm just trying to think of reasons why it doesn't happen yeah and and why six gluten-free hamburger buns cost 95 dollars? because i'm assuming that that's part of it
2: yeah. You know what? I don't even care about that. I'll pay whatever. I, I don't like I'm over it. Like, yup. Yeah. You eight bucks for a loaf of bread. Yes. I, mean, I will do it.
0: I mean, honestly, the, the, the horror here is that, I mean, how many times a day do you eat and how many times a day do you have to wonder, is this the thing that's going to make me sick? Right. And that's terrible. right. Yeah.
2: That's the bummer. And yeah. that's, that is the thing. It's like we could go out for a nice dinner and hope that it's a nice night and, or Mm -hmm. it could be a complete disaster. We'll end up in the ER. I'll need IVs and Zofran and, you know?
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not, you, you realize I'm not, I I understand. Like, I know what you're saying and I, I I just, I'm trying to figure out like, why is it that hard? And I, I think that's gotta be part of it. I thought what you said was really interesting about how weed has changed and how like, you know, do you have a gluten allergy? I'm sure you do, but like, is it because something's riding on the gluten? And, you know, something that's killing, I don't know.
2: I have no idea. Something
0: in your body that you need to process gluten?
2: Well, I think, I mean, just on the wheat thing, like, they've taken the germ and the bran out of wheat, and then they fill wheat with, like, these synthetic vitamins and minerals. Uh And then they call it wheat now. So, like, wheat Wheat used to have like the germ and the bran left in the mm-hmm. whole kernel. Um, but that's not the case anymore with the, you know, the way they produce wheat as a grain.
0: Yeah. And that's to do somewhat, you were saying with how, and I've heard about this in other places too, The um, and we just talked about it actually recently. I just did something with a regenerative farmer. And so the the soil is being stripped of nutrients every growing season.
2: A hundred percent. Yeah.
0: And there's, there's concern that we only have like, I forget what it is, like 60 more growing seasons in some soils or stuff like that. And, and the other ones that have already been stripped free, they just, they dump man-made nutrients into the soil so that something will actually grow. Cause if you planted, there are places right now that are farms that if you planted something and didn't subsidize the soil with something, nothing would grow
2: right exactly because it's a soil should be like a little ecosystem and it's no longer
0: it gets used up yeah Yeah.
2: it gets used up and nothing healthy can grow
0: yeah and then they start adding stuff and that stuff gets into your food and then eventually we all run to the bathroom after we eat
2: yeah Well. Hmm. yeah and I do think like there's peptides in wheat that cause endocrine disruption so there's I think wheat itself is problematic at this point. It's <laughs> hmm, crazy <laughs> for most people. But yeah. no, it's
0: crazy. But I, I mean, it's not. It it, it makes a hundred percent sense. Like the stuff that you know, food is. You know how everything that goes into our body comes through food mostly. So it's food and you know drugs and alcohol. That's pretty much what people put in themselves, right? Yeah. Uh, and so whatever's riding on that is having an impact on you, and then you think of it as just you, but then generationally things change. And then generationally, there are problems. And before you know it, we all, you know, there's autoimmune issues that run in families and, you know, even like alcoholism sometimes runs in families and, you know, like who knows how all that, I don't know, but it makes sense to think that it starts somewhere and it builds momentum as you're going. Mm, I'm sorry. It sucks. I can't imagine. I mean, honestly, I've tried for an hour to like put myself in your position of like every time you get food that you can't be but I can hear it in your voice when you're talking about it. Like, you know, I tried to buy cocoa. Can I not just be sure it's just cocoa? And like, there's a real like dire sense to what you're saying. And, and most people don't, I mean, most people don't think about that and don't think they have to, but you know, in the end we all should care about what's in our food.
2: And what kind of sucks is like when, like even doctors don't kind of help. So, if a doctor says, I'm going to put you on this antihypertensive medication, and then you take that prescription to the pharmacy, and I'll say to the doctor, like, can you write on the prescription, must be gluten-free? So she will. I'll go to the doctor, um, you know, making sure that everything is is good to go on the prescription. But then when I get to the pharmacy, the pharmacist, you know, she knows me by name. We're like best buds at this mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. But, but she... She'll say, yep, I know it has to be gluten-free. So um, she'll try and call the manufacturer. And if she can't get a hold of them, she gives me their phone number and I call. But then I call and I'm talking to like this company and their, their facility is in India. And to the best of their ability, they'll say, we're pretty sure there's no gluten ingredients or there is no gluten ingredients in the medicine, but we can't guarantee Right. That it's gluten free because the facility itself is in India.
0: <laughs> well, the facility is not gluten free, perhaps.
1: Yeah, right.
2: And of course it's not. And then, like, do they have the same standards in that country for for washing the the belts between manufacturing? You know, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. I don't know.
2: I like I haven't studied that, but but so like every little medicine changer, anything that normal normal people do with medicine and that kind of thing it, it it's this huge process mm-hmm.
0: and eventually though there's a breaking point in everything which is just it's just human failings at some point either somebody doesn't care or doesn't do something correctly or doesn't you know or don't doesn't know or whatever and eventually you're going to have things slip through yeah yeah oh, it's yeah. terrible i mean honestly it's terrible it's just i just don't know what to do about it yeah you know i know so i mean because what are we talking about here like you know is every pharma company going to open up a gluten-free place where they make their meds? And you know what I mean? Like is I guess right. that some of them probably do, right?
2: Well, I think that a lot of the producers of medicines are now realizing they can't use um wheat-sourced fillers and they've stopped doing that. So I think a lot of medicines used to have like stabilizers or fillers and they don't so much anymore. So I don't know if there's been a change. It kind of seems like There has, I mean, just from my own phone calls to these places, (laughs) Mm -hmm. being like, um, "Is this thyroid medication okay?" Yeah. Do you um, do you use
0: Tirasent because of that?
2: Sorry, what was that?
0: Do you use Tirasent for your um, thyroid for your T four?
2: No, I just take um, Synthroid. Levothyroxine.
0: Yeah, because I know we, my kids use T. Arden uses Tirasent. I think Cole's. Yeah, both the kids use Tirasent because it's like the cleanest form of the medication. Oh, so I'll have
2: to look that up. Yeah,
0: good luck getting your insurance to pay for it. Even here, this is from the FDA. Is there gluten-free medications? The vast majority of oral drug products either contain no gluten or virtually no gluten. So vir- virtually, which means- So which is it? Yeah, right. <laughs> which is, it is, there might be gluten in them. <laughs> that's, that's what it's going to be. Is Tylenol gluten-free? There's a whole like rabbit hole you can go down here.
2: Oh, yeah, like, you know, ibuprofen, like the liquid gels. I had a headache the other day, and I was like, oh, did I look this one up?
0: Damn Mm. it. God, is there gluten in toothpaste? Do you know there's often gluten in toothpaste?
2: In toothpaste? I'm learning something. I never even thought about toothpaste.
0: Did you know there is often gluten in toothpaste? It's because gluten is a nice, sticky protein that helps toothpaste stay well. A paste, corn, and grain-based starches have long been the best way to thicken and stabilize toothpaste.
2: Okay. For most I'm people, this it. is not
0: a problem. It says <laughs> it's the same little thing at the end. Every one it's of these, every me. one of these state, yeah, every one of these statements has a sentence at the end. It's like, um, you know, uh, virtually no gluten, or for most people, it's not a problem. But and but maybe that is part of what you're fighting against is that I mean, it's similar with like type one diabetes, right? Like, why can't you get anybody to take you seriously when you're like, I really need a diet drink. When you get my drink, make sure it's diet. And right. they're like, and the, and you say, because I have diabetes, and they're like, yeah, whatever. I don't know what that right. mean. I don't know what that means. I I have right. no idea what you're talking about. But okay, I'll just nod and go okay. So I know. Yeah, I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. Well, well at least I you just, have the chickens. I know, right? I love them.
0: Yeah, you can always just go talk to the chickens if things get overwhelming. Do things,
2: <laughs> you know? I, I totally do. Yeah, so yeah,
0: yeah. do
2: things get overwhelming? It is overwhelming. I get overwhelmed. Like I do. I yeah. mean, it's. Like if I pack for vacation, I'm like, okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's like the diabetes stuff, which is enormous. And, you know, like I'm on a T-Slim and like the little, like the charging cable, like that little charging cable, like sometimes I forget to like pull that out of the wall. And then I'm like, oh my God, how much battery do I have? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so yeah, the diabetes stuff and then like packing my own gluten-free stuff. And then all the rescue medications in case I get sick and a list of my medications. And, you know, it's just, it's a lot. I think it's a lot. And I feel like it could be easier if like doctors were educated about the difficulty of finding out about medications being gluten-free or not. And it could be different if, you know, the staff that worked in hospital kitchens knew that they were, you know, they were really important in, Mm-hmm. whether somebody gets sick or not. And I feel like, you know, if you're going to produce food, know what's in it.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay.
2: I well, know, it's a lot to ask. No,
0: it I mean, listen, it isn't, it isn't, right? So, it you know, and for anybody who doesn't have whatever problem you're talking, like forget gluten for a second. Like if we, I think what you get stuck with is is that if we all stood up and made a list of everything that's really important and necessary for us, then I don't know. Would commerce stand still? Would nobody make food? Would everybody go? I, I mean, if you're going to put those, that many regulations on me, I can't make this. Like, I think that ends up being the bigger problem. And that's why it's up to communities to try to figure their way through things like this and, and get chickens. Yeah. And buy your, buy yourself a chicken. So, right. All right. <laughs> uh, Rebecca, I appreciate you doing this very much. Thank you.
2: Yeah, this is fun.
0: Uh, did you have a good time? Yeah. Excellent. That's excellent. I got to say cock in the middle, too, which was fun, too.
2: Oh, my God. I didn't hear that. I you said, totally slipped that by I me. Said,
0: did I slip the cock by you? I said cock yeah. of the walk. <laughs> That's a saying about chickens. Do you want right, to look it, it up is, together yes, before we go? The chicken saying. You goddamn yes. right it is. Hold on a second. I know, I know my chicken sayings.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is a lot. It's
0: Someone who dominates others within a group is the cock of the walk. Uh huh. I know what I'm talking about. And that's talking about a chicken, a male chicken, right?
2: Well, that's a rooster. Yes.
0: But what, a cock is a rooster? Is that what you just said?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a rooster. Can
0: you just say it for me, Rebecca? <laughs> no, you don't want to? That's fine.
2: A cock is a rooster.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it's a that.
2: male chicken. And a yeah.
0: hen is a female chicken.
2: No. No, no, no. no.
0: Wait. chickens
2: are female
0: wait chickens are females and roosters are not chickens holy crap is that what i'm they're two different animals
2: well roosters are chickens but they're um i'm kind of out of my depth here but i think that like (laughs) i think that male chickens are referred to as roosters
0: all right do we have to figure this out before we go difference between a rooster and a chicken oh my god there's I mean, so totally many really words up. there are so many words on this page a male chicken is a rooster a female chicken is a hen i had that right unlike the female chickens the roosters are known for their cock-a-doodle-doo during dawn <laughs> yep roosters are grown mainly for their meat and fighting really cock fighting yeah. is well known and practical in many parts of the world uh female chickens are near are reared mainly for eggs unlike other chickens a rooster has a thick comb a crest of flesh on the head. Mm-hmm. We know what that sounds like. The rooster combs are more red and prominent than other chickens. Roosters have more stamina and strength than a female chicken. That's odd.
2: Yeah. But I guess they're... you want your
0: cock to be strong and be able to really, like, stand up for a while. Right. A rooster yeah. has bright feather colors when compared to chickens. Roosters are known to be sociable around humans, but are known to be aggressive among their own kind. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Totally.
2: That's the pecking order. They're like so mean to each other.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. But they do, they have, I mean, I hate to say this, but like chickens have personalities.
0: So do you think the word that is used colloquially for men's genitals, genitals, excuse me, I don't know how how I couldn't pronounce that, is from the way the roosters
1: act?
2: Yeah, I think it's probably like, I, I do, I think the roots are probably, you know, yeah, when you're it's thinking not... about slang, they probably came from
1: right. Like it...
2: thinking about the the rooster and like the rooster does certain things, like is 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 very dominant mm-hmm. to the to the other chickens and is protective sometimes too. Like, I think, I think all this is block.
0: teaching us is that we let men name roosters. I think that's what's going on here. There's no there's no <laughs> way a lady came up with this. Like there's no way a, like a lady was like I'm in charge of giving roosters another name. I'm going to call yeah. them this. Yeah, I don't think it worked that way.
2: No, I don't think so.
0: I think we're all lucky that hens aren't called vaginas. What do you think of that? Um.
2: Yeah, that's lucky, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lucky?
0: <laughs> Rebecca, when I listen back to this, I think I talked around. I I believe I used all like the right words here. Like, there's nothing, um, vi- I haven't said anything dirty here.
2: Yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'll have to edit out a few.
0: Cox? <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Isn't that interesting? (laughs) All right. I'm going to let you go. Can you hold on for a second? Yeah, yeah. Thanks. A huge thanks to Rebecca for coming on the show and sharing that fantastic story with us. And we want to thank Dexcom. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Get yourself a Dexcom G7 or a G6 with my link. Let's also thank the Contour Next Gen Blood Glucose Meter, contournex.com forward slash juicebox. You can get your test strips and your meters all at my link. Those strips may be cheaper in cash than you're paying right now through your insurance. Go check it out, contournex.com forward slash juicebox. I want to thank you so much for listening. Remind you to find the private Facebook group. Click on the links in the show notes when you need the stuff. Support the podcast any way you can. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be
1: back soon with another episode of the Box Podcast.